top shelf fantasy. All right, top shelf fantasy, how's it going? Um, it's me today solo. You got Scott here. Uh, Dows is bowling and he's not back home yet. He's probably at Kegler's Den. I assume drinking some beers and some disgusting martinis there. So, Dows, uh, thank you for, for leaving me. But Thursday, February 27th, 2024. Uh, this is podcast number 287. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Top Shelf FNTSY. And of course, topshelffantasy.com and you will see a couple articles from Dow's up there the uh, way too early mock draft the free agent article which I suggest you guys to read it, it breaks it down to every free agent on every single NFL team he points out what players they should resign what players they should let go and it kind of shows you exactly you know why they might not be able to sign you know X player so Check that out there. We'll also have same faces, new places up there. Once free agency starts, the tag window's up. Combines this week. So Craig's got the rookie spreadsheet out for us. So we'll get some good pods about that after the combine next week. A lot of fun stuff in the works. But again, I'm solo. So if I pause a lot or stutter, it's likely just me just drinking some beer, taking some sips, taking a breath. Um... Yeah, I, I I don't I don't stutter much. It's only if you know if I'm nervous. So if I do that, it's not my speech impediment. It's just me, you know, being nervous, drinking some beer. All right, um, get in some news before we get into some off season dynasties talk. Uh, T Higgins got hit with a tag this week. Um, I think this is you know this is one thing we kind of all saw and all expected, but it finally did happen. The team could still trade him, um, which makes a, a lot of sense. It's it's one of those, you know, you tag him, trade him, get something for him instead of letting him walk. If you can't trade him, great. You have T. Higgins for this season with Burrow and Chase. You're still a top-tier team in the league because of Higgins. So um, best-case scenario, uh, again, it could be traded, but at this point there's no, you know, you, teams out there. Um Mike Evans and Bucks are now positive on a new deal. Last week, it sounded like they were they were you know leaps and bounds off. Um, so that's great to hear. I know they'll they kind of said no matter what we want him here, even if it causes you know salary. Ah, uh, trying to think of the word. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but to free up salary, they did cut Shaq Barrett today. Um. So to clear some cap space, but not sure that's a Mike Evans news kind of thing. It could be, you know, Dave Derek White, uh, Levante David, Antoine Winfield to sign on the defensive side. So um, you're going to see the Bucks starting to cut some players, probably restructure some contracts because they do want Baker back. So that's a lot of guys, a lot of key guys to bring back um, with, you know, the salary to not really obtain all those guys as of right now. Uh, the Raiders say they will not trade Devontae Adams. Um, there's rumors out there that they will. Again, they have to say this. Um, Adams, I think, can be moved at any time if there's the right offer. I don't think they say no to it, and I don't think he says no to it either. So we will see. Uh, the Rams re-signed Demarcus Robinson on a one-year $5 million deal. 
Um, didn't do great last year, but I think that's a, he's a nice wide receiver three uh, towards the end of the season. I think, you know, it, they looked at him more than they did Tutu Outwell or anyone like that. They traded away Van Jefferson because of it. So I think that's a that's a very cheap signing uh, for the Rams. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings have a mutual interest on a return. This is great to hear. I mean, this is what we all want. I know we, as Patriots fans, we want Kirk Cousins, but I think that was kind of like a pretty big wish, not going to happen. We've heard Justin Jefferson say, you know, if he's wants to be a Viking, he wants Kirk Cousins back. So I think that's the best case scenario. If it's going to cost him $35 million bucks a year, I say do it. That's not much for a guy like Kirk Cousins, who before he was hurt, it was a top five quarterback in fantasy. So you bring back him, you keep your best player in Jefferson happy, and you're good to go. Uh, Ravens, the Ravens are hoping to keep OBJ. Uh, I know he's testing the the market off and on last year with injuries, but I think overall what he did last year for the Ravens did help a lot. So I hope he stays there. Uh Russell Wilson news. No teams have reached out to them about Russell Wilson. Uh, this is tough because the contract is hard to move. I don't know if they'll be able to move it. So we could see him being a cut candidate, which makes a lot of sense. I don't see them bringing back Russ. If they do, that's going to be a weird, you know, pretty much we got divorced. And then we're kind of getting to get back together for the kids. But it's not going to work out. Just move on. Uh, the Falcons cut Johnu Smith today. I assume just to clear some cap space. Arthur Smith is probably so pissed right now. Like he he brought this guy in to take over for Kyle Pitts. Yeah, bye bye. Uh, Saquon Barkley says he could still be tagged. Um, there's a world where he can. I don't think he does as well as I don't think any running back gets tagged this year. But that's another podcast we'll have next week. Um. Even if he's tagged, I'm not even sure he signs it. I mean, we saw last year it took him forever to sign. He didn't sign, got a one-year contract. That's why he still can be tagged. But I'm not sure if he actually signs that one. Um, And same team, the Giants are open to drafting a quarterback in the first round if it falls to them. Again, why did you pay Daniel Jones and not Saquon? If you draft a, a quarterback in the first round, I mean... It's probably the the right play, but it just shows how bad the Giants are viewing, or sorry, valuing their players. Uh, and last bit of news, the Jags want Calvin Ridley to return. I think it comes down to you know yeah, what he gets or what he gets offered in the open market. Um, market, sorry. <laughs> um, again, he's twenty nine, I believe, entering the 24 season so he's not a young buck anymore but still 29 you probably get another you know three or four year contract out of that um i mean we see people playing to 31 32 these days anyways plus he had a couple years off with mental illness and gambling so he doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires um so we'll see i I think that'd be a great return for the jags if ridley comes back all right. Um, just a few things in this podcast. Again, I'm solo, so I don't want to get too deep into 
you know, free agency or combine stuff by myself. I know that's stuff that top shelf as a team want to talk about. So I will save that for them and me next week and the next few weeks. Um, Today, I pretty much just want to talk about off-season dynasty stuff, I call it. Just kind of what you're looking for in a startup, what you're looking for in, in the off-season um, in dynasty leagues, and just overall kind of what you should view dynasty at this point in time. Uh, it, it's a tricky time. It's most leagues opening back up right now. Um, I know a lot of my leagues open back up pretty much the day after the Super Bowl. And, I mean, what's better than trading? Nothing. You want to start trading now. I've seen teams in multiple leagues already trade, which I think is crazy, but, you know, sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes you can, you know, trade for a guy that is valued too low now that you think could rise and you could hit on that guy. I get that, but I'm here to kind of, you know, t talk to you about stuff... I'm seeing stuff I see and stuff you should not be doing. To start it, I'm going to talk about startup dynasty drafts. And we've been seeing a lot of startup dynasty drafts going on like right, right now. Before the NFL draft, before the combine. Um, and these drafts are tricky because you don't know where these guys are going to land. Frangie hasn't hit. We know all the the um backs out there that need to be assigned, you know, Saquon, Pollard, Jacobs, Henry, Eckler, plus a shitload more. So you don't even know where they're gonna play, if they're gonna play, if they're gonna hold out. So it's kind of tricky. Um it's still fun though. I mean, I'll draft any day of the week if you ask me to. Because you get those guys in the late rounds that could really pop. Um, you know, like rounds 10 plus like I mean, last year, you get a guy like Kyron in the startup and you're sitting pretty for the next couple of years. Um, but my my first thing is um, right after the, the startup drafts, pe people tend to trade right away. People really love playing GM, which I get. I mean, I played Madden for so long and it's a fun thing to do, but I think people do it way too much you have to kind of sl slow down and actually look at the team. Like, what is your actual purpose? What is your actual team structure? Like, are you going to win now? Are you looking for the future? And I feel like people don't even look at that yet. They just want to play, play GM because trading's fun. And then in a week, their team's completely di different and they don't know what they actually did. So it's funny to me because I've had a lot of people, you know, message me, text me, and I asked, you know, here's a trade offer. All right, what's your team like? Is it win now? Is it, you know, you're building for the future? And everyone says the same thing. I want to win now and also win in the future. Oh, that's fantastic. I would love that. That makes so much sense. But everyone wants that. You need to pick a path, especially in a startup too. It's either you're going to win now. I'm not saying, or you tank, or you, you know, you you get a young team, you you get assets, you get picks, and then maybe uh, two or three years, now you're competing. You can't have your cake and eat it too, is, is kind of what I'm uh, saying. During the draft, 
do not draft position just to fill it. So say you have three three receivers or, or two receivers and one back, and you have to fill that RB spot, the, the second RB spot. Don't do it. I know I, I saw a draft last week that this team could have taken Bryn Ayuk as their third receiver or a guy like Najee Harris as their RB. But they had to fill that RB role. Screw that. It's it's dynasty. You take the best available at that point. Things change all the time. Najee Harris might be, you know, RB 20 to RB 30 range today. It might be RB 45 to 60 range next year. You don't know. You figure that out later in the draft or later in the season or next rookie draft, you get an RB. But do not just take that running back just because you have to fill that spot is my biggest thing. Um, I And same thing goes for trading too. Like, don't just trade a wide receiver for a running back that's a lesser talent, lesser ranked player because you need that back. Don't do it. Take keep the guy that is ranked higher that has a longer life too, especially a wide receiver. Um, unless you're in in legit win now mode, and you need that running back to fill that spot to win now. Sure, that's fine. Do it. You trade that younger receiver for a running back that might not be ranked as high in dynasty, but if you're win now, go for it. But that's kind of the only time to that I think you should actually do it. Um. So that was startups. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about the off season in leagues that already exist. Um, like I said, leagues start right back up right after the Super Bowl, um, and they get very excited. I do as well, and I always tell myself, just relax, hit the pause button, take a look at everything, figure out what you're actually planning to do this year. If it's compete. If it's, you know, to get assets, stuff like that, um, and kind of build for the future. And people people don't do that. People just love to just o- o- open up trade and then they figure it out later. But when they do that, it's kind of too late. Trades are fine, you know, if it makes sense at the time. But with draft picks right now, we haven't even done the combine yet. The NFL draft is still two months away. Like these picks can change. Like, especially like the like the 106 to 110 picks. Right now, people don't think, you know, they're that valuable because, you know, you, you got your top five. Say in a one quarterback league, you have Harrison Jr., Bowers, Neighbors, Caleb. Um then after that, you know, it's from 106 to 110. It's kind of like you kind of have to wait and see where these guys kind of land, how they test, too. Um, I'm not a huge combine guy, but still the measurables do help. Um, they do put a player up or down in the rankings, um, especially where they they land um, is a massive thing, too. Um, so if I'm a team with you know, I'm trying to trade these picks. Picks only get higher the closer 
it comes to your rookie draft. The day of the rookie draft, people want the picks more and more, and they will trade more to get them. So if you're not getting what you think is fair now, just wait because it will go higher. One other thing is moving back a spot. Example here is, you know, say you have, you know, pick one and someone has pick two. They say, hey, you know, I you know, I want pick one. I will just trade you pick two and I'll toss in a third. I, I'm just moving up one spot. On paper, yeah, that seems fine, you know, but just one spot plus I get a third round pick. Great. Well, no. That first round pick is Marvin Harrison Jr. Pick number two is, you know, neighbors or Bowers, but MHJ is much higher than any of those guys. So that 101, you have to look at, at, at the player who you're drafting there. If the guy at 102 wants to move up, you get 102 and you get another first plus. Like, you're getting a generational talented guy I'm not going to trade a back a spot to, you know, pretty much hurt my receiver position just for another third. That makes no sense. And it's kind of the same thing with like, you know, like I said, I, I, I believe the top five, that there's a tier break after that. You know, if you're team five and, you know, pick five right now is usually Caleb Williams at this point. After that, it's it, it. I think it's a massive fall. So, say someone's like, "Hey, I got one of six. I want to jump into one of five. I'll toss in a third. Same kind of thing. It's like, well, one of five could be one of the best quarterbacks of all time and a top five fantasy quarterback for ten plus years. To move back one spot and you get a a receiver that you hope hits. That guy that has 106 needs to send you another first. Like, you have to look the player more than the pick. Caleb is worth more than 106 uh, and a third. So um, if people try to do that to you, kind of take a step back, look at the player over the pick is my thing. End of the day. Um, One other thing is older vets... Um, that you do want to trade, you know, you have these guys in your team that are aging. You want to get out of it now, get capital, like what, what you can for them now before they, you know, phase out, but take a step back. Like these veterans values right now are so low because everyone is so obsessed with, you know, the picks, the young guys, you know, 26 below, and they look at these guys like they don't even exist on a roster, which is completely bullshit. I mean, you look at guys like Mike Evans and Keenan Allen last year. At this point, people were probably sending you high, uh, low, low seconds for these guys. Like, oh, you know, they're they're old, they're aged, they're not worth this at all. But they're still wide receiver ones. And you saw last year, like in season, Mike Evans. Ken Allen were two top five receivers. Wait until the season starts. Show these guys this is what these guys can still do. Trade them to a contender then for a much higher pick than you would have gotten uh, before the um, season started. So if you have vets you want to trade, I would wait until 
this season because it only goes up. And it's kind of like if they don't hit, then, I mean, you're out, what, the late second that someone offered you? I, I can live with it. Um, and just to end this out with the Dynasty talk, overall, Dynasty is fun. Um, end of the day, it's what we're playing it for. Don't get too carried away. Don't get too upset. I see a lot of people get very, very upset about trade offers. Like, this guy offered me this. Can you believe this? I mean, you got to start somewhere. You'll never get a fair trade to start. It You always have to go back back and forth it's it's been the same way for the last 25 plus years so it will not change now um yeah i mean i mean i i'm trying to build off of that but um if you have guys you love go get them but do not overpay for them i see a lot of people that that overpay for these guys i mean on my end i'm a you know ceh truther i mean not a truth, right? I I know the guy sucks, uh, but I like him, and people know that I do. So they'll toss him out to me, like, "Hey, look who I have," and I'm like, "Yeah, dumb." And then I make a dumb trade because you know I, I like the guy. So Ch is my kryptonite, pretty much. And also, don't let people know that you like these guys that much. Once they do, they'll hold these guys ransom until you pay a full price for them. And take love for a player out of Dynasty and out of Fantasy. That's the biggest killer for most teams is they like a guy so much like you could like a guy like Najee Harris. You loved him his rookie year. He did great. And he goes down and down each year. But you just like him so much. Oh, he's going to hit. He's going to hit. Move on. Buy his jersey. Watch his games. That's how you like him, but move on in fantasy. There's no point for you to, you know, jeopardize your team just because you like a guy. And then on the other side of it, if you hate a guy, who cares? It's fantasy. He's, he's on your team to win. I've seen plenty of people that hate Tyreek Hill. They'll never put him on their team. I don't care where he falls. Well, that's, that's fine, but you probably lost a, a thousand bucks, you know, throughout the last few years just because of that. Um, so if you hate a guy, take that out too. Look at actually how good he is, how good is he, is he at fantasy, and just take out that emotional feeling, I think, is one of the biggest things that people don't do. So once you do that, you'll be golden. Um, I guess that will do it. I know it was quick, and I hope I did fine for my first solo podcast. If not, don't say anything. Um, please just say I did a great job and just move the fuck on. But again, next week we'll have some combine results. We'll have our RB Carousel podcast, which I'm very excited about. You pretty much just tossing the free agent running backs where they're going to land and, you know, how, you know, if Saquon lands on X team, this is what the domino effect will be. So far, and, you know, so that should be fun. Um, again, this is the great time of the year. Dynasty leagues are starting back up again. Listen to this. I think it gives uh, some good advice. I mean, you can go elsewhere to listen to some better podcasts, but this is just basic stuff that I think people don't think too much about. 
So I hope you learned a thing or two about this. If not, I don't care. Keep listening. Stay fluid. Stay fluid. Top Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay